From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this Thursday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. Ole Miss held its pro day yesterday. Obviously, most eyes there on Matt Corral, all but one NFL team in attendance. I think 71 overall scouts, administration, however you want to put it. NFL people there in attendance at the Manning Center yesterday. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Ole Miss baseball knocking off Memphis 11-8. to Two nights prior to uh, Ole Miss and Tennessee getting started in Oxford for a three-game set this uh, weekend as well. So that and more coming up on the podcast today. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. You can check out any Blue Sky location up and down I-55. They're out in North Mississippi as well here locally. Lunch special, 569, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink, and any Blue Sky. Took a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. When you do that, the Exxon mobile app will open. That's 1,000 bonus points. $10 to you immediately right there in fuel from Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. Do what I've done. What I recommend that you do. Hop into a Clark Ford today, 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, a great place to uh, grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer. If you're just coming in for uh, some baseball, you're watching the NCAA tournament, whatever the case may be, grab a beer, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, and also Rafters in New Albany. So uh, we'll start with Pro Day. Um, I don't know really necessarily how much information there there is to discuss, but nonetheless, we will uh, we'll talk about Pro Day again. A lot of people, several uh, several head coaches in attendance as uh, as well. Matt Rule, Mike Tomlin, uh, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, Smith. yeah, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith, yeah. Falcons basically sending their entire organization to Cincinnati today. Are they really? Yep. Really? Yep. That's interesting. Yep, I thought so. Pretty interesting with Corral. You could tell who was really interested. Um, where I was, who was the one team that didn't show? The Rams. Oh, it was the Rams? Okay. Yeah. Well, they don't really have draft picks. So what, what difference does it make? What, yeah, they've won their title. Yeah. It's all good. Um, <laughs> Bat and happy, right? Don't worry about it. I mean, <laughs> you know, they – I was where I was standing. I was in pretty close proximity to uh, Matt Rule and also to Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching Tomlin pretty closely, and he's pretty locked in on Corral. I mean, he was moving around, getting different angles. He spent a lot of time talking to Matt. It was actually focused. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was obviously they had talked a lot before. I mean, there was not a "Hey, get to know you" deal. They knew one another. Um, the Panthers, they're, they're, the Steelers GM was there. The Panthers GM was there. Panthers were being a little more coy about it. They were not being quite as just outwardly um, engaged, but they were they were pretty they were pretty active. Tomlin was the guy that was really interesting. You could you I, I think I can tell which players from Ole Miss he was interested in and which players he wasn't particularly interested in. 
Oh. Unless it was him putting on a show. And he did not appear to be in... in doesn't feel like show guy. He didn't feel like he was in performance mode. Uh, he, he was taking a really long look at Sam Williams, as were the Cowboys, who was who were actually running some of the defensive line Dan drills. Quinn ran that drill for Sam. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tomlin was right there, I mean, like, talking to Sam Williams between reps. Uh, that was interesting. And then uh, I think Tomlin's pretty interested in Snoop Connor, at least from what I could gather. Oh. Kind of watching that kind of thing. Uh, the – Panthers were were pretty dialed in. There were a lot of there were there's a lot of teams there. I mean, you saw there's a lot of personnel. It was as much as I can remember from an NFL standpoint since the Kim Dichi Treadwell Tunsil pro day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, frankly, it's hard to have. I mean, barring unless you've got some crazy like first overall pick thing. I mean, honestly, it's hard to have more. I mean, you got head coaches, DMs. Every, like I said, I mean, the Rams have no pick, so whatever. I'm not really necessarily maybe making that into a thing. Um, he threw 67 passes, I think I saw, was the final tally there. Yeah. Um, I watched them all. They were they were doing – it was interesting because the NFL runs it, you know. Um, they take over your building. They absolutely take over your building. The Ole Miss coaches, were some of them are out there, but they're just observers at that mm-hmm. point, encouragers. But they're not they're not involved in any shape, form, or fashion. And they very clearly had scripted a workout for Corral that they wanted to see from him. And it was a lot of mobility, a lot of rolling out to his left, rolling out to his right, changing directions, which was, I think, their way of saying, all right, we're going to find out about the ankle for everybody. Everybody wants to see this. We're going to test you with these movements. And I watched him. It looked like Matt had put some weight on. Not in a bad way. Just Matt looked bigger to me. Like I, I think, I almost. He didn't. Matt did not show up for the interview session. That I don't know what happened or what. It doesn't matter. Two hundred fifteen pounds. What he weighed? He weighed at two fifteen. So he gained about gained about twenty pounds because I think he played last season at about one ninety five. So he put on twenty pounds. He was a lot thicker up top. Um, I thought he looked thicker. Like in his in his in his legs, actually, which is probably a good thing. I think the NFL has told him, "Hey, man, this this running the football thing, you 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 can't do that much in this league. This is that's that's how you get on the IR for eight weeks and a season gets yeah, lost. Suddenly, we got a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, they had him they had him moving a lot. I didn't see any problems with them moving. His the velocity appeared to be there. He of those sixty-seven throws, he was accurate on about sixty-four of them. He had a couple of throws that he threw low. He threw one on an out route that was not catchable. His deep ball, as always, was was really impressive. Which um, is always his. Yeah, that's... you know they had him do a flat-footed throw, and he threw it. I don't know, fifty some odd yards. Arm strength is not an issue with Matt. I don't. I don't. Not kind of asked some people around, you know, the whole one read thing and NFL sort of scoffs at that. I mean, here's the thing. They think it's fine. Yeah, they they want to see what your physical tools are. They want to see what you're about, your work ethic, all those things. They're NFL coaches. They think they can teach you how to read a second read, a third read. It's It's why some of the stuff that people do about Malik Willis is, and I don't mean this to be like, 
confrontational or argumentative, but in which way? Well, people seem to be like almost offended that the NFL is falling in love with Malik Willis. This is what the NFL does. He's got all the tools, all the measurables. He's got a big arm. He's got a big body. He's athletic. Of course, they're going to fall in love with him. They don't care that he ran Hugh Freeze's offense. They think they can teach him an offense. They think they can teach him to do those things, and then his physical physical skills will take over. They like his personality. He's a bright kid. He's personable. Um, he, he's. I suspect he's going to be happy on draft day. I think Corral will too. I mean, looking at the workout that Matt put in, I don't see there's a way that Matt falls out of the first round. I don't. I don't think that's realistic. And in fact, I, I I'd be surprised if if Matt fell out of the top twenty. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think teams – we do this every year. There's going to be a premium on quarterbacks. It's a, it's a premium position, quarterback, pass, you know, edge rusher, left tackle, these days wide receiver, as you saw with Tyreek Hill yesterday. If, if you can play one of those premium positions, teams are going to end up – I don't know if panic's the right word, Chase, but they're going to end up feeling a sense of urgency and, and making a move up in the draft. And this is considered a deeper draft than a lot of drafts because of the whole COVID year and guys that stayed that normally would have come out. So, um, you know, there's there's a little more, a little more sense that this is a, a if you have multiple picks that, that there's more flexibility because there's there's going to be teams that don't need a quarterback that will be willing to move down a little bit if it means accumulating another pick or two. What do you? <clears throat> Obviously, didn't do the with combine. These mock drafts have him, as, frankly, at this point, as high as 20, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. really, frankly, 32 for a lot of the Lions has been a trendy pick, although I don't guess they sent at least a head coach. I don't know about a GM or anything. Either way. Yeah, I didn't see – the Lions were there. I just didn't see them. There so was, what do you – I guess my point is what do you make of some of the unknowns or the smoke and mirrors or just kind of the media attention coming out of that? Because, frankly – and I get this doesn't mean anything. Again, remember in drafts, too, it takes one. One yeah, sure. team. That's it. One sure. team. One team um, has to decide, hey, I, we want that guy. For good or bad. Let's team. go get that guy. So, point being, what do you make of – there wasn't a ton of media buzz out of Matt yesterday when it was over. Like, it was good, good, fine. Yeah. Not anywhere close to Malik Willis. And nothing where it said, hey, he's – progressed and again we're talking about media one day immediate reactions that doesn't even necessarily sure. mean anything sure but when i look at it i do kind of cock my head sideways i mean do you put any validity into that i guess is my point i mean it's conceivable i mean it's it's there are only a handful of teams that are that are actively looking quarterback first round um and again <clears throat> willis had a big day and willis has size and he's athletic and he's He's a very charismatic kid. He's very personable. The NFL likes him. Mm-hmm. This whole – it's almost like people talk about it like it's a conspiracy or something. What's Malik Willis' size? What did he, what did he measure? Do you have it? Like, uh, it's like 6'3", 230-something. I mean, he was, he's a big kid. Was that big? I don't know if he's that big, but he's, he's a big kid. He's athletic. He looks – he looks the part, and NFL teams are going to love that guy. But Tomlin was in attendance for his. Tomlin well, was in way. attendance for his and was watching him closely. I don't think it's anybody that's like – it's just, you know, I think what they wanted to see yesterday out of Corral was how's the ankle? 
And in many ways, that's probably why there was, there was a lack of buzz leading up to it. Willis had that big performance at the Senior Bowl. He had a very strong performance at the Combine. Matt didn't have the Senior Bowl. Matt didn't throw at the Combine. So I think there was a certain almost unknown quality, which is crazy when you think about how many games Matt Corral played in the SEC. But it is kind of nuts. This it? is just what the NFL does. They do it every single year. They'll do it again next spring. They take over the process, and when they do, there's almost a start from zero element to it. Not literally, but you know what I mean. They they put a lot of weight into the things that they control, which is starting with the Senior Bowl and the whole interview process and the combine and the pro days and the interviews post-pro day and that kind of thing. But I, if you're the Steelers, for example, and you want quarterback – you saw two quarterbacks in the last two days that can play for you. At the combine, he was 219. I don't know what he was just 219. He was 219 at the combine. And he's what, 6'3? Um, I don't know. I do not have his height in front of me, honestly. So I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, we've, we still have time here. The drafts win. It's April 20th. Yeah, I mean, eighth or something month. like that. Yeah. We have a month. I don't have the exact date in front of me. So, you know. Yeah, I have it here now. Actually, yeah, Malik Will is six zero one five. Oh, so Corral's even taller. Yeah, yeah. They both have big arms. They're both going to go great. It's fine. They're both going in the first round. You think so? For sure. Be stunned. It's a quarterback league. So you think at the end of the day they end up just taking more quarterbacks? Yeah. I mean, three quarterbacks are going in the first round, and maybe four, depending on what Ritter does. Depending on what Howell does, hell, they could go five in the first round where teams start panicking. There's a run on quarterbacks. Whether it's Willis or Pickett or Corral, one of them goes in the top six or seven picks that no one expects. Mm-hmm. And suddenly everybody goes, okay, well, if we're going to get a quarterback, we got to go get him now. I don't think Pittsburgh, I don't think they view where – did, where did Trubisky end up? Was it Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't yeah. think they view him as their franchise quarterback. No, it's a placeholder for a year or two. So you got to go get a quarterback. Detroit needs to get a quarterback. Atlanta needs to get a quarterback. They they're not handing the the keys to the franchise to Marcus Mariota and going, "Hey, we're good for 5 years." Maybe good for 1 year. And you go get a quarterback that you can develop and start playing midway through the next season. It's kind of how that deal works. So you can I mean, you can see the teams that need a quarterback. Anticipation is they'll draft quarterback. Who's your next guy out of all those pro day guys yesterday? If you had to buy stock on one for an NFL career, Sam. Williams. Oh, sorry, past Sam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to think of the yeah, because Sam. Yeah, sorry. Never. In mind. fact, if you told me I could buy stock in one guy, it might be Sam. It would probably be Sam. He he looks amazing. He's helped himself as much as he humanly possibly could have helped himself. Yeah. And he's apparently just crushing the interview stuff. I haven't had a chance to write it yet, but his interview yesterday was fantastic. He weighed in at 258. Did 25 uh, bench press reps. 36 on the vertical. Um, he did not run 40s because he's already done that. Do not screw that up. No. Yeah, don't do anything like, crazy. Chance he, Campbell he didn't run. Drills. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks great. And you can see the NFL people looking at him. I mean, the Cowboys were dialed in on Sam, on Sam yesterday, and they weren't alone. Well, because the, Giants the, the, the were, NFL still 
has a hard time getting over anything weird off the field to some extent in the draft. So you can get Sam at a bargain. You can get Sam better than you could have gotten him. Oh, there's a real chance that you, you can get him in the second round, and he's a first-round talent. Yeah. And a guy off the edge that can get to the quarterback. Those are pretty valuable these days. I mean, maybe the second or third most valuable. If you you know you talk to NFL people, they'll tell you it's quarterback. Edge rusher has become every bit as important as left tackle. Cornerback is critical. Wide receiver is critical. They're less, you know, you get bargains at linebacker. You get bargains at running back. Mm-hmm. Safeties. But if you live on the island out there in one way or the other, the interior island or the exterior island, or you're a quarterback, they're going to overlook some stuff. I think that um, he could be a pretty good special teams player in the NFL. But Mark Robinson yesterday, 34 bench pressure reps for Mark Robinson yesterday. <laughs> that dude. 225, 34 times. That dude looks like a tank. I mean... <laughs> I mean, he had transformed. He, he he was already kind of a freak at Ole Miss, but he had transformed his body in two months. How do you really? Yeah, yeah, he was. He put on some serious muscle, or whatever that. I mean, I I don't. Like I said I don't know. I don't know what the expectation is for him or anything else. But I tell you, might have helped himself a little bit yesterday. Was Dean Leonard? Oh, he's long, really runs. I mean, he's a legit four four guy. Just in terms of straight ahead speed, he can fly. You know, covered skills. There were times that they weren't particularly good last year, and there were times that he was really good. But I could see an NFL team taking him late rounds. Could help you on special teams probably with his speed. Mm-hmm. Certainly worth a flyer at corner. Sure. Yeah. A couple of guys I want to mention in a second. First, we'll do that. Tell you about uh, Johnson Hill Creamery. Small batch artisanal cheese made right here locally in Oxford on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. Charcuterie, they have a bakery, catering, grazing tables, and much more. 662-419-9201. Cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com or their Instagram page where they highlight all their new products. They're changing times. They uh, have some delivery options now as well, so we'll bring those more to you next week. But again, johnstonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. Uh, Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. Along with uh, owners Ben and Hillary Craddock, Southern Traditions has become one of the leading equestrian facilities in Mississippi. For questions or information about lessons, Boarding or sales, contact Bowers Cone, that's B-O-W-E-R-S Cone, the number one, at uh, gmail.com, or message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. We're also brought to you by Bell & Grove. It is a uh, logistics provider based out of Chattanooga with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S., They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rates possible for their customers. Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They can provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. 
For more information, get in touch with Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Podcast is brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader Inc. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, also, the float down option allows you to lock in the current rate, but if rates can help where you close, you get the lower rate. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, let's see. Um, what'd you think of Ela yesterday? Um, didn't have his best day. Had some drops. Do we um, even know what the expectation is there. I mean, that's been that's been a that's been a gradual fall now yeah, for a J- while. Jerrion said he's hoping second day could be third. I think he'll get drafted. And I know people are out there saying he made a mistake. Conventionally, I think he did make a mistake, but I think his I think he was done. I think he had checked out. There's no way. I don't feel like he had an ability to get it back. Right. So what what difference does it make at that point? And I don't. And I don't know that his stock. If he comes back for another season, whether it's at Ole Miss or somewhere else, in the, if he transfer portals somewhere else, I don't. Is there a whole lot he can do at, with his skill set that's going to really raise his stock? You're a running back. He's got some return capabilities. They like that. They view him as a third down back change of pace guy, a guy who can be a weapon in the slot. Sure. You know, you have to account for him because of his speed. I thought he ran okay. Snoop continues to help as much as he can help, whatever his situation is. Yeah. Snoop, He's done a good job. Snoop's more of a complete back. And um, I thought he caught the ball really well yesterday, which will help him tremendously. Oh. I don't know that, a little more versatility, ball yeah. out of the backfield. I don't know that two years ago you looked at him as a guy that you thought was a very reliable pass catcher out of the backfield, and I think they're starting to think that maybe he could be, which gives him a chance to be more than just a a bruiser, if you will. It's a chance to be more of an every down back. Yeah, that's kind of fascinating, actually. So he's helped himself. I would I would buy stock on him, on Snoop. Got a chance to hang around for a little while. Have a have a have yeah. a and I mean this in a real, real way. Have a very average, good NFL career. Sure. Yeah. I'd, you know, I'd buy some stock in him. I don't know that you know he's going to be around ten years or anything, but I got yeah. You know, it's yeah. Sometimes it's a good I job. sometimes I wonder whether, and I don't mean this critically. It comes across as critically, and I don't mean for it to. But sometimes I wonder whether Jerry and loves the game enough. Whether football matters to him as much as maybe the NFL would like for it to. That's not right. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a criticism at all. 
I'm not ever going to be the guy that criticizes people for having other interests other than playing football because you're not going to play forever. And most guys aren't going to get out. Most guys are going to be done with football by the time they get out of their 20s. Yeah. So you better have other interests or else life's going to be really Well, crappy. and it's also, and I don't know what to make of this. This is just kind of podcast speculation or just a, a talking point for us here for the next 30 seconds. Because it was mentioned in the stream, and it's a really good point. Lane does a lot of things, did it with Elijah Moore, definitely, to help guys at the next level, to put them in situations, show things. I mean, obviously helping his team, too. But sure. also, hey, let's film. This guy can do this. And we had that whole preseason of all these guys moving around and Parrish and Ely, and they're going to go get in the slot, and they're going to go do and all that stuff. They didn't do anything. Nope. It looked exactly the same, and if anything, their roles got minimized. And months so. later, they're both gone. Well, it just It's interesting. Yeah. There wasn't the, hey, we're going to really show you guys how they're going to move around and we're going to do this. And make some. Yeah, we weren't making it up. I mean, the people that were telling us that were the people inside the program. Yeah, I mean, but, getting, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because you know, one of the fall storylines was, hey, you know how Kiffin used, you know, used Drake at Alabama. That's what he – there was none of that. No. It, it, did not, it did not look like Reggie Bush or Kenyon Drake or anything along and, those and lines. And those talking points, if you will, and I don't ever think of them as talking points, but those things came from people inside the program, not us. Yeah, it wasn't just made, hey, uh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm never going to be the guy that's like, oh, you know, he reminds me a lot of Kenyon Drake. What the hell? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I mean, as I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm in this job because of my ability to write, not because of my ability to scout football. <laughs> so I talk to people who get paid to scout football, and they were the ones making those comparisons. And so something happened from a – whether it was chemistry or work ethic or when they tried it, it didn't work or some combination thereof. But those ideas sort of fell off the table. And you're right. You make a great point about Elijah Moore. By the end of his year, they were like, hey, we're going to show, we're going to let the NFL see you at tailback. He's got in the backfield. Yeah. And that wasn't just to help Ole Miss. I mean, Lane, Lane was telling the truth the other day when the easy thing for them to do with Nick Broker would have been, hey, I know your future is at guard, but you can play tackle for us. So let's work at tackle. Instead, they said, no, let's go get another tackle and move you inside where you can solidify your stock as a guy who is an interior guy who could move outside in a pinch. So we're going to let you put that on film. I mean, they're doing – they're making themselves better because I think Mason Brooks is going to be a better tackle and – I saw Jeremy James yesterday, who looks fantastic. Um, you know, I think it lets Jeremy go play left tackle, which is what he wanted to do and needs to do from his stock. As He's it, draft eligible this season. Because I think if you tell Jeremy James, hey, look, we're going to leave you at right tackle. If you're Jeremy James at that point, you at least have to consider getting in the portal. Yeah, I need to play left tackle. I need to play left tackle. Yeah. They've seen me at right tackle. I need them to see me play left tackle in this league. Because Jeremy James could, as a left tackle, a draft-eligible left tackle with his size and his mm-hmm. feet. Yeah, he's got good feet. I mean, he could skyrocket up some NFL charts, but he needs to put that on film. And so they enabled all that. And that didn't – you're right. That didn't happen with, with Jerry and Ely last season. It didn't happen with Henry Parrish. Yeah, Ely yesterday goes four four eight four four three on his 240s. He's plenty fast. Yeah. I tell you the number that shocked me a little bit though is and did and again I mean I didn't see this did he fall or something on his twenty yard shuttle? Who? Ely. I don't remember. He run. I'm just reading from the from the spreadsheet here, guys. So I don't know, but I found this. I mean, I, I wonder what happened or if this means something. 
He runs a, and I'm not trying to do the three cone thing for Metcalf, but four three seven on his twenty yard shuttle. Okay, four three seven. Chance Campbell four two eight. Shaywin Jones four one five. Dean Leonard four one eight. Pearson four oh seven. Braylon four two one. Sam four three three. Mm-hmm. All ahead of Ely's time on that. Yeah, on that thing. I don't. I have know. no idea. I just well, saw that and went. Hmm. I, they they let you do it again if you had a stumble or something. So that's because I saw a couple of guys like you know lose their footing, mm-hmm. and they let them come back and do it again. Point being, that would potentially show a lack of quickness. Good change of direction move. Yeah. I mean, he is incredibly fast straight ahead. Yeah. I tell you, who had a good day? Who's that? Is Jacor Pearson? He's just so damn small. But yeah, one seventy eight. But he made some big catches, and he can really move, man. But he's just so small. But if you told me an NFL team said, "Hey, we're going to take a flyer on this cat in free agency," I'd buy it. Put him on the practice squad. See what he does. Yeah, I mean, sure. A quote eighth round pick. Yeah. Like, what do you have to lose? Um, Braylon with one ninety six. Um, Mark Robinson speaking of his body two thirty on a weight for Mark. Yeah. Um, good looking two thirty as you said. Yeah. I mean he, I give that credit. He he's done everything he can possibly do to give him a chance. He'll make a roster. He's done everything he can do. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he was tolling at Southeast Missouri a couple years ago. If he doesn't get drafted, and I suspect he won't, yeah, he will have multiple free agency offers. With come to camp let's, within yeah. an hour of the end of the draft. Yeah, here's a helmet. Let's see what happens. Which, in many ways, and we've t- we'll talk about this. Because you get to pick your. You get to, what's, what's the best fit? Yeah, and that's where you. You're better off as a free agent than a seventh round pick. Yes, and it's not close. Because your representation can look at a roster. They should hopefully your representation is good enough to know every roster and go, this is the best fit for you. Uh Snoop measured in at two nineteen, Drummond two seventeen, Ely one eighty seven, Jalen Jones one ninety. I mean Jalen's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. Um Dean one ninety four. Jalen's really a terrific athlete. It yeah. just stuff didn't always work out. He's the he's maybe of the whole damn list. If you take some injuries away, had a dude there. Just hadn't been able to quite quite get that mobility back all the way around. Uh, Grind, thanks for the super chat. He says, S&P end-of-year predictions. Has Alabama – I'm sorry, Georgia at number two. Okay. Alabama at number three. Tennessee ninth. Mississippi State 12th. Florida 18th. Kentucky – 21st. I might be getting some of this wrong. I'm hard, I'm having a hard time reading exactly what he says. I guess 25th, Auburn 24, 25th, FSU 24, Ole Miss 21, Kentucky 18, Florida 12, Mississippi State 9th, Tennessee 3rd, Bama 2nd, or Georgia somewhere in there. That's how they got him ranked up. I'm not ready to go there with Tennessee just yet. I have no problem putting Alabama and Georgia at the top of the national polls. Sure. They've proven that for years now. Um, I'm not comfortable with Tennessee that high. I'm not comfortable with Mississippi State. I'm on Tennessee where? Like ninth. Oh, okay. Ooh. I'm not comfortable with Mississippi State that high. 
That feels too high for Florida. I'm cool with Kentucky around 18 or whatever. It's, it's, they did this crap with State last year, too. Yeah. Was it this or the FPI? Was it the ESPN one last year that yeah. did it? I mean, yeah. I'm, I have no problem with Kentucky there. Um, Ole Miss at – I think that's Ole Miss at 21. 22. 22. I, 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 don't, I don't have an issue with that. I, I, I think Ole Miss might be a little better than that. I don't know anything about Florida State beats me. Um, and I don't know that I'd go with Auburn at 25. I've got, I got question marks about Auburn big time. Look, the West is going to be really good. I mean, you got Alabama in the West. You got Texas A and M is going to be talented. They, whether they're right or wrong, we'll see. But they believe Haynes King is the answer at quarterback, and now they've got some backups behind him. Um, I think Ole Miss is going to be really good. I think Arkansas is going to be good again. LSU is going to be improved. Anybody that thinks LSU is going to fall off the map, you're kidding yourself. The schedule makes it almost impossible for Mississippi State to finish twelfth in the country. Yeah. That just doesn't I, – I can't get there. Well, they don't ever run the football. So what are we doing? Because Will Rogers is back again? And yeah. Will and Will's a good quarterback. But I, I I watched one of his best games of the season in person. A&M was six, by the way. Okay. You did. I watched their game in Fayetteville, and Will was terrific in the second half of that game. And, and – and yet, I, I didn't. There was nothing about them that I went, "Oh man, these guys are world beaters." I thought they were a solid team, in the same way that I thought Arkansas was a solid team. I at no point watched Mississippi State last year and thought they suck. Nope, 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 nope. But I never watched them and thought, "Boy, they're they're on the precipice of something." Frankly, I I, I thought Arkansas was closer to the precipice of something than State was. And I think that was sort of proven over the course of the season. State solid, and they'll be solid again this year. I mean, they'll be. It's it's another year in They're that gonna system. Go seven and five, eight and four. Yeah, maybe. that's what I'd guess. Maybe. I don't. I know they have a lot of people back on defense, but sometimes I go so. It's the same dudes. And if the defense falls off at all, because as fast as they move and without even the run game or anything, just it, it the floor gets low for state because of the way that team is operated. It just it something about it does not make sense to me. I don't like I, I don't like that overall system and how they play together and complement one another offensively and defensively. All right, I'm I'm finding their schedule. Who? Mississippi State's. Okay. Yeah, I mean the A&M thing. To actually meet expectations, though, for us to not roll our eyes, what is the baseline? Ten and two? With all the hype? Because you've got nine and three, you know. No, okay. it's ten, know. And, ten and two or better. That's a baseline. Yeah, ten and two is their – Frankly, you lose to anybody not named Alabama, and I go, see? Nope. All right, so here's Mississippi State schedule. They open with Memphis at home. It's, I'm going to give them a W. They go to Tucson. That's a W. They suck. They go to LSU. There's your first big, we'll see. There's your first litmus test. So let's call it a toss. So two and a toss. They'll beat Bowling Green at home. That's three. They get uh, Mississippi State. They get Texas A&M at home October the 1st. Okay. Uh, They get Arkansas at home. Winnable. It's winnable. It's tossable. 
I mean, they could be like four and one, five and one, or wherever you're at right. They now. go to Kentucky, and if we're giving them, if we can't give them all of them, yeah. If, so. I was gonna say, if we're giving them Arkansas because it's a home game, I'm I'm giving them an L for Kentucky because it's an away game. Yeah, sure. Then they go to Alabama, kiss it goodbye. They get Auburn at home November the fifth after an open date. So on paper, that looks like a, a pretty winnable game. They go. Uh, they get Georgia at home the next week. Uh. Nah. See ya. They get East Tennessee State at home, and then five days later on Thanksgiving, they go to Oxford. That, that's not the 12th best team in the country. There's no way that team wraps up. Because that, that team goes 50-50 in those tosses, and I go, okay, who'd they beat? Like, yeah. what, 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 what is it I like about that? I mean, so best case, right? Best case is they go. Well, best case is 9-3. and three. Best, well, Let's do it. Best case is Memphis, Arizona, LSU, Bowling Green, Arkansas. So that's five. It's everybody, but I mean, in a best case world, A and M, Alabama, and Georgia. East Tennessee. See, I think best case for them is eight and four. I'm just saying, literally, you win every freaking toss up, which doesn't happen. Yeah, is my and, point. And, and worst case for them is they lose to LSU, they lose to A and M, they lose to Arkansas, they lose to Kentucky, they lose to Alabama, they lose to Georgia, Georgia, they mm-hmm. lose to Ole Miss. That's not unrealistic either. Because they're going to be playing a potentially a fairly desperate Ole Miss team in Oxford, and that's going to be a very difficult game for the Bulldogs. Ole Miss is going to get better as the year goes on in some ways because of the continuity out of the portal as time goes on. And Ole Miss has a ridiculously difficult second half of the season where they have yes. to circle the Egg Bowl and get it. Well, and then there's the human element of that too, which is what happens if Mike Leach gets off to a slow start? Yeah. I am curious about A&M. We do this with A&M. Let's do A&M schedule. We'll do this 5,000 times between. All right, A&M opens with Sam Houston State at home. Then they get App State at home. So 2-0. and uh, Miami comes to town. I would think they beat Miami, wouldn't you? Oh, sure. Okay, they get, uh, for some reason, I'm having a hard time with this schedule. They get, they get Miami, then they go uh, to Dallas to play Arkansas in, in the uh, – Classic, whatever. which is always a weird game for them for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, to Mississippi State, to Alabama, to South Carolina, Ole Miss at home, Florida at home, at Auburn, and then I'm having a hard time with the rest UMass of the LSU. UMass LSU. There, there's a lot of games that are at least losable for that team. Not said so they're going to lose them all. They're talented. It's hard for me to get them to ten wins. Yeah, nine and three. And then again, at nine and three, we all look at them and go, "Okay, okay, cool. You're fine. Stop talking." Yeah, like what? What? <laughs> like I? Yeah, I mean, stop talking. Really, the only two teams in the league that can trash talk right now are Georgia and Alabama. That's it. Everybody else needs to kind of hush. Put put your head down and go to work. Because I know I'm insane here, but I don't. They could easily go two. They could go two and two in just that four-game stretch of Alabama, South Carolina, Ole Miss, and Florida. Sure, I think go one and three. Ole Miss has beat them over there. That's yeah, winnable. I, they could lose in Columbia. They always screw one up. They're going to screw one up, and they're not losing. I mean, they're not winning in Tuscaloosa. No, and everybody hands them wins. I mean, why are we handing them the Miami game? 
What did we see from A&M last year that makes you go, oh, yeah, that's, that's a W? No shot. No chance. Why are we handing them the Arkansas game? Arkansas was better than them last year. Why are we handing them the Mississippi State game? They're not beating Alabama. Why are we handing them a game in Columbia, South Carolina? Just because they spent $20 million on NIL? I mean, that's a sneaky, decent Carolina team. Why are we handing them the Ole Miss game, the Florida game? I mean, are we are, you, are we handing them a game at Jordan Hale? I mean, Ole Miss dominated that football game and it had nothing to do with Matt Corral, really. Defensively, they shut A&M down in the first half of that football game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not prepared to do that. The only two teams in the league that I'm ready to go, yeah, yeah, you're really good, cool, is Alabama and Georgia. That's it. I'm not doing it with anyone else. Yeah, Kyle. Thanks. Neil's already laying all the points in Tuscaloosa. Whatever it is, he doesn't yep. care. It's it's he's Lay he, he's in. Literally, you you would have to get into double digits before I'd start thinking about. You mm. think Bryce Young is just gonna? We're just we're just scoring. I don't think as Kyle says. I don't think Nick's gonna stop. <laughs> There's two things that are circled in that building in Tuscaloosa: Texas A&M and the fourth quarter of that Georgia game. The ch- championship is running on a loop. Because they blew it. Yeah. Mm. Saban, and to his credit, admitted it right there on the field. You kicked our ass in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Those were not words that easily came out of Nick Saban's mouth. Yeah, he had to chew on those. He didn't. He didn't re- some cud. He didn't relish those words. Yeah. That, that phrase has been uttered in that building a few times. And they remember the A&M game. Yeah. So Pennsylvania, March 24th, when we first start going over schedules for the 2022 football <laughs> season... We'll not do that at all again prior to September the 1st. I will say this, yeah. circling back to the draft, uh-huh. this is what's interesting is that there's some NFL teams that are, and I've seen people talk about this a little bit uh, in the national media, that are like, well, is this the year that you go get your quarterback and figure it out, or is this the year that you tank so that you can get Bryce Young? If you're the Lions, do you take a quarterback this year or do you tank it so that you can make Bryce Young the face of your franchise? I don't know. If you're the Falcons, do you do you tank? Or do you try to figure it out? Yeah. Because Bryce Young's a sure thing in the NFL. Contemplate tanking, yeah. I mean, Bryce Young, if I told you the Saints could have Bryce Young, you'd get pretty excited. We'd, we'd give the year away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can suck. Yeah. Go Falcons. I mean, he's – Yeah. The odds of him busting in the NFL are not good. No. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark. Serves people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. That is one gig. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So, again, call the office for details here in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Whether you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, A service specialist's goal is to get to know you, your strengths, and see what you're looking for in your next career move to help you find the right fit. 
Uh, it's free for a candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you have absolutely nothing to lose by giving them a call. So get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. We're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtor, serving you for all your needs in uh, Oxford and Tupelo as it pertains to real estate. She uh, sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's the place to go. Uh, Just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi, they've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. If you're coming up this weekend... Uh, make sure you check out OPA if you've not checked it out before. It's right there on the square, 306 South Lamar. They've got uh, euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio. So uh, big weekend in Oxford. If you haven't tried OPA, give it a shot. And if you're uh, thinking about your summer vacation, maybe you're already thinking about a holiday trip, I highly recommend you get in touch with my friend John Edwards at Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with John and uh, give him some perimeters. Parameters, not perimeters. I guess you could give him a perimeter. You can give him perimeters. That's sort of the same thing. I don't like know it, that it, it, a perimeter might confuse him because he'd think you're like building a wall. But if you gave him some parameters and a budget, he'll give you options and uh, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy. That, <clears throat> sorry, that is on South Mar in Oxford, 62-236-2222. Also on the square in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. G&M delivers locally in the Oxford area. And they also offer MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Whether it's one delivery or one pickup you have everything you need when you need it there with g and m again 662-236-2222 um it's the anniversary of uh randy johnson killing the bird oh yeah it's like 21 years ago something like that yeah that's yeah, today. that's a creepy thing to watch it bird just blows up it's it's a lot of pita had nightmares <laughs> on that one that's a, that was a <laughs> That was a that was a deal. Um, <laughs> sorry, what was it they were fighting about the other day? What are they mad about? There's something else Peter was mad about the other day. They've 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 moved on from the bullpen becoming the arm barn to something else, and I forget. God, it was it was just as good, and I don't remember what yeah, it was. It was what something was about horses, wasn't it? Was it horses? Oh yeah, it was horse collar tackles. Horse collar tackles. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't want that called that. Yeah, they wanted it called something else. I well, forget, I don't know. I forget what it was called, but it was something else. I was speaking to some horses the other day, and they were deeply offended. Deeply offended. Deeply hurt. Traumatic, actually. Would yeah, be the, the yeah. They, just, would, they, felt, they felt triggered. It happens. Uh, I mean, we, we've got to be more sensitive to horses with the words that we use. Interesting game. Um Last night, um, not Ole Miss actually, and uh, in Baton Rouge, we mentioned yeah, them. Boys. Tech winning in the twelfth against LSU last night, seven to six. A season sweep for the boys from Ruston. How about that? They're compiling a good resume. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we've talked about it so many times. People don't want us to talk about it anymore. The guy, the guy's done a really good job. Yeah, I was pulling up scores, and I said that was the one that I uh, that I saw. Ole Miss winning eleven to eight last night in Oxford in a game that took absolutely forever with pitching changes and different. Uh, I mean, I it was the first people. It's people the thing ask. I didn't miss from any of the the pandemic years was the midweek that just will not end because yeah. I started. People started laughing at me in the press boxes because. Like the seventh inning on, there would be a pitching change or a single or just a walk or something to prolong this thing. And I get it was only a three-run game, but Ole Miss had it in hand. They were not losing the game last night. And I was physically reacting every time somebody got yeah. on base, and I couldn't stop. I mean, I was I was getting so frustrated as this game kept going. Because like what seven, you wanted eight, was throw inning. strikes, hit ground balls, let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm so mad at pitchers. And like the sixth inning on in this game, it's yeah. just throw it across the plate, right. please. Make them hit it, and then let's see what happens. And it's like ball just, four, just, pitching change. It's like, oh, God. Six, three, four, three. And then Mike's changing a lot of guys because he doesn't want to use up anybody before Tennessee, so he's trying to lengthen out his bullpen. Yeah. It just, oh, God. Yeah. People ask, why don't why don't they televise more college baseball games? It's impossible to put an hour and that's why. on it. That's why. Yeah, it's hard to fit it in a window. Because networks just are scared to death of that. Why do they tell us softball? Because it's two hours. It's two hours. You can bank on it. Only other loss in the league last night, UAB knocking off Alabama in Birmingham last night at the uh, the new park for uh, for the Blazers. Regents Park or whatever it's that called. correct, yes. Nice park. It is nice. They've done a really, really good job there for whatever that's, uh, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Ole Miss has played there a couple times. Yeah. They've gone over there. It's a cool park. Wouldn't be shocked to see that become an annual thing. And wouldn't be shocked if Ole Miss and Memphis stopped playing. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think it's possible Ole Miss and Memphis is not a... It's almost the way you said that. You know something. Uh, just got a hunch. Um, <laughs> that felt like a Mike Bianco really liking Darren Schoenrock, the Memphis coach, who's retiring at the end of the year. Oh. And So now that there's no more coach to like? Well, Ole Miss... Did a congratulations and good luck in retirement video for him before the game really? last night. I mean, they're they're tight. So who's the next guy there? I don't know. Um, it's a hard job. It's not an impossible job. They're in a good league, which is a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Their on-campus facility is better, but there's some really good jobs in the American. It's kind of the problem. you got East Carolina. You've had Houston until they're moving. Tulane. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a tough road. Um you know, if I'm if I'm Memphis, I'm going after uh, Jake Gotro at State or a Carl Lafferty or a, a mid South recruiter who knows the area and trying sure. to give a chance to grab one of those dudes because you're not going to pay a ton. I mean, frankly, it would probably be a pay cut for one of those two guys, but that would be the type of guy I probably would would try to go after. Um, would that eliminate their chance of getting an SEC job down the road? Unless they won really big at Memphis, which is hard. I don't think you got to win really big, but I mean, they never even make the postseason. I mean, you 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 would need to at least you could get stuck there pretty damn easily. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I'm not. And I, off the top of my head, I don't remember what the American is going to with all the teams jumping to the Big Twelve and whatnot. I, I'm I'm getting confused on who's who's headed in. But that's a it's a weird hard job in a way. Um, but yeah, I, I I've always thought that that was a Bianco showing rock thing as much as a Memphis Ole Miss thing. On them play now, it makes tons of sense because you need midweek games against close opponents. But Memphis has always wanted to play on campus. They get, I think, they get annoyed with Ole Miss because Ole Miss won't play them on campus. 
and Ole Miss is only going to play at AutoZone if they go up there. They're not going to go to the on-campus park. Again, they've only done that once. So you think they might tenure. start playing UAB? I think it would make sense to start playing UAB in Birmingham right? and then back over. To me, to me that's an easy replacement if you're going to need to replace something. Sure. Um, to me, that makes sense. I think it even would make sense maybe to get somebody to meet you maybe in Jackson, Tennessee and play, do some stuff like that where you go two hours north and let somebody else come in or however sure. you want to. You want to do that. Um, but I have a hunch Memphis is going to push harder for the on-campus. And look, from a fan base standpoint, Ole Miss is doing the right thing because Ole Miss is going to have a lot more people in Memphis and moving and, and driving to Memphis from Oxford to the surrounding area if they get to go to Bill Street and go to Rendezvous and go and walk over to AutoZone versus going into the campus and play at Memphis. Just It's not even not even the same stratosphere from an experience standpoint for Ole Miss fans. So I understand Ole Miss being hard-lined on that. Going out, we just won't play if you're gonna if you're gonna not play at AutoZone. So, just something there is uh, is whatever. Last night, uh, no news of any sort that matters from the actual game. Um, Ole Miss probably threw Brandon Johnson a little longer than they would have liked to, but it is what it is. No, no, no big deal. As they get ready for Tennessee tomorrow night, Ole Miss throwing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers. Last night in the in this one, actually Brandon only threw sixteen pitches. I thought he might have thrown a few more than that. He only threw sixteen. I mean, they they really protected pitch counts last night. Jack Washburn, Mike would have liked him to have gone longer. He only pitched into the fourth. He threw sixty seven pitches, and then the uh, the relievers twenty five, twenty seven, six, sixteen, nine, sixteen. So they really lightened it up from a reliever load to make sure that everybody was available this weekend. And that's the question um, from an injury standpoint. It's not terrible news. It's not great news. TJ McCants did not play last night. Mike said that uh, he feels better. He expects him to play this weekend. He said he, he did not seem concerned about that. Hayden Leatherwood was not available last night with a non-COVID illness, as Mike termed it. Um, my, probably had like a stomach virus or something. Um, Mike kind of laughed. He said in the past we'd just say he was sick, but now we have to emphasize it's a non-COVID illness. Um, he said so he's he was unavailable last night for uh, for that. Uh, Calvin Harris is better, but still not 100%. I, to, Mike kind of called him questionable. I do not expect Calvin Harris to play this weekend. And then Max Chofi is through his protocol from Tommy John. He is getting back game ready. I still think he's a couple weeks away-ish, but he won't pitch this weekend. But they have been some positive signs for Max Chofi to be available at some point during this uh When did he have Tommy year. John? Last April, so he's gotcha. almost he's right at a year. Gotcha. Right now, um, that's that that's where he he is he is at. So twelve months. I mean, it's it's eleven to fourteen, depending on your it's recovery. Yeah, it's a, it's a year. So yeah. sometime April ish. I think I think the surgery was like April sixteenth last year or something like that. So that's sort of where they're at. They play Tennessee this weekend again. A lot of young arms for Tennessee. Um, they're good. I mean, we'll see what happens. Nobody freak out. Don't worry, I'm sure. No. It's going to be totally calm. Be real calm, okay, it's guys? Be totally it's going to be all right. Totally calm message board. <laughs> the first time someone scores a run, it's going to be. say Tennessee hits a two-run bomb in the first, and oh, here we go. down. Yeah. Uh, Derek Diamond played left field last night. I know everybody keeps asking about this. Derek is a good outfielder. Derek can hit. Uh, and with Leatherwood unavailable in the way Mike had done his bench, he had to have a left fielder, and Derek was there, and – Derek wanted to do it. He's he was laughing. He said that he told Derek before the game, "Hey, just in case this thing gets a little weird, just be around." And uh, he said Derek had his spikes on the whole game from the first inning. Sure. And, and he said when the fifth inning got there, he's like Derek walked over by me and made sure he saw that I he, he had batting gloves and he was like putting batting gloves on. 
So he uh, he got to play left field. Nothing went to him, but he was out there for the uh, for the ninth inning. He's been he's been begging for it. And I, if you told me they had an injury and at some point Derek is removed from the rotation, I think it's actually possible he plays some two way. Um, Mike is not going to do it while he's a starting pitcher, right? Because it's just it's not worth. There's not a fall off that would make that make sense. Well, and you but, can't get a competitive person to go, hey, don't dive, it, don't run into a wall. Who says you don't jam a finger stealing a base? I mean, yeah. there's just you don't try to stretch a double into a triple. Yeah, if you're Stephen Head, okay, because we need your bat. But otherwise, right. if, if there's if there's little separation between you and the other guy, the other guy is going to play the position. If you are a pitcher, yeah, so of course, because the other guy can't pitch. Yeah, right. Right. It, it, it's it's it just Pretty is simple. what it is. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is at that point. So it's kind of the news from from the from the day. Um, so you're predicting an Ole Miss sweep. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to write a really explosive column. Is that yeah. is that kind of the strategy going in? Yeah. But look, <laughs> Tennessee is really good. They are. They're yeah. good. Um, yeah, of course. We talked about yesterday, Patello's done a hell of a job. There's a bunch of good programs in the league. You're going to lose games. There's nothing to not like about their program right now for the most part. They also are a little elevated mm-hmm. because of competition. I mean, sure. it's been even, other than the weekend in Texas, it's been even worse than Ole Miss's. Mm-hmm. Um, they're twenty and one. I mean, look, twenty and one is twenty and one. No matter sure. who you're playing, of course. At this point, they swept South Carolina, who's good. Mm-hmm. Or they're okay. They're they're good nationally. They're okay in the SEC. It was a good sweep. Yeah, it was. It was. Fine. It was pleased. Um, but otherwise, you look at this, and their only games of any real relevance is the three they played in uh, in Houston at the Shriners Classic. They lost to Texas on Friday night, seven to two. And then they beat up on a couple of Big Twelve teams. They beat Baylor ten to five and Oklahoma eight to nothing on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but those are the only games they've necessarily played. And they have ridiculous offensive stats. Uh, like Dylan just texted a minute ago and said, "Good Lord, Tennessee slugging over seven hundred as a team." Mm. And they are. Um, it's legitimate. Yeah. But they beat Iona twenty-seven to one, twenty-nine to nothing, and twelve to two. Um, they beat UNC Asheville sixteen to one. I mean, so they beat they, they the just, crap out of bad teams. They just didn't do ten run rules in those games. They did not. No. So what you don't know is what Ole Miss's numbers would look like had they had played it, nine innings yeah. of all those games. Here's the bottom line: they're both good teams. They're going to play each other. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. Probably play each other again in late May. Go from there. Both go play regionals somewhere. And we'll, yeah, we'll, I, we'll, I mean, we'll, you know, I mean. Oh, by the way, we've really jumped the shark on my frustration with the number one, number one, number one thing. Okay. The SEC release that came out on Tuesday. Had three number ones? Four. Four number ones. I mean, my God, guys. So Ole Miss, Tennessee. Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Are all number one. Yeah, in a different poll. It just means more. There aren't even that many major polls. Quit counting the <laughs> stupid Twitter poll over here that... Nah. What was... I don't know. What was JHV's media name? The horse thing. Yeah. I can't remember the name. Billy Boy Media or Someone. John Boy Media Someone. or something. Billy Boy, I think. Is that what it was? I think so. I mean, has he got a top twenty-five? I mean, I did. I pulled it up and it was number one, number one. I was like, oh, okay. There's like four polls, five if you want to count. Well, who are you to determine which one they should use? I mean, it's offensive to the people at Vanderbilt. You know how hard they've worked to get to number one. They have. How many sacrifices I those kids would vote have made? Vanderbilt number one. I have them number one. Do you? Yeah, because they just pitch really well. So many arms. We don't know their players. We usually know their players, and not knowing their players as well is what has. They just have one dude after another coming in throwing gas. 
Yeah. So, I don't know. Pet peeve there. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. Everything going on locally today and every day. Again, Ole Miss in Tennessee. It's going to be a zoo this weekend. I mean, I would expect attendance numbers over 11,000 over the course of the entire weekend. Probably closer to Somebody told me they thought they sold up to 13,000 on Saturday. Really? Um, yeah. So, large crowd coming here this uh What this time's that game? That. 7 o'clock. So, that's the night to go out in Oxford. Oh, you I mean, there'll yeah. be people in bars watching, but yeah. We'll have a house full of kids. Not really. Yeah, can't. Uh, and then Double Decker coming up before you know it. Again, that is the April 23rd weekend, Mississippi State Ole Miss. Um, for uh, for that, for baseball, Grove Bowl, Double Decker, plenty going on. So book your hotels, book your reservations for dinner if you haven't already done that. And go to the events page, find out what's going on every single day in Oxford. That's visit OxfordMS.com. Brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle's home to the Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services team. Get in touch with them today and they'll con- conduct, not conduct, they'll conduct a complimentary no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's uh, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. The College Corners are one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family. The College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We'll have a uh, hand-raised guys. It's going to be the kind of the pre-recorded version. Got at least two guests, maybe three, coming your way uh, later today or first thing in the morning. It kind of depends on my schedule, but I'm playing on later today. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, get in touch with the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, they have been serving the uh, Oxford area for about three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Lamonsfinejewelry.com or 662-234-2777. Also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a uh, full-time Dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop that can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patches used before or while you drink. The overtime patches used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. All natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Go to DeadSoxy. It's DeadSoxy.com. Get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet just by entering the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. And don't forget, NCAA tournament getting started again uh, today. NBA still oh. going on as well. So if you want to bet on those games, go to BroThrow. BroThrow.com and uh, stop paying the juice and bet with your friends at BroThrow. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. You know it's going to get mail straight to your door. And then it goes from freezer to plate in less than 10 
minutes, and they're introducing a new flavor. That's the uh, garlic herb butter, herb butter, probably the most versatile offering yet with them. It is uh, kind of a complete meal in a pouch, just like the uh, French Quarter Alfredo that they have. They also have the signature seasoning and the Louisiana shrimp boil. So whichever one's your favorite, get it now. You know, money-back guarantee if you don't love it. And with MPW, you get $20 off your first order. So new flavor available there at primeshrimp.com. Yeah, what is our schedule for the tournament today? Uh, I know that the West, I'm so it's, it it's Arkansas and Gonzaga, Duke and Texas Tech are tonight. And then, oh, that's good. And then I don't know what the other two games are tonight. Schedule, NCAA men. Arkansas and Gonzaga at 6.09. Michigan Villanova at 6.29. That's a good game. Texas Duke at 8.39. Mm-hmm. And Houston, Arizona at 8.59. Oh. Good night. That's a good night of basketball. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's 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 solid right there. And that's why you like the upsets in the first round and then stop. Give me the good teams. Yeah, I want good teams. Give me the good teams to the 16, and then let's go from there. There's really something to that. It's four pretty good games. Tomorrow at 6, St. Peter's and Purdue. Yep. 6-29, Providence and Kansas. Mm. 8-39, North Carolina, UCLA. In. And 8-59, Iowa State, Miami. Oh, good Today, game. much a, a much better day, but... Yeah, today's slate's pretty good. Today's a really good slate. If, if like I don't really care, and I like today. Like I'm kind of in tonight. Yeah, got to see whether Arkansas can hang with the Zags. This is when they're kind of dangerous when Musselman's playing with that super. Everyone's out to get us. No one's giving us any respect. I know they haven't won a title, but Gonzaga is such a good tournament team. They are. They've they won are. more they're games. They're such a good tournament team. I forgot the number. It was the last however many years. They've won 20-some-odd tournament games, which really? is more than anyone else. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to get a title this year or anything, but they're they they they're really good in the tournament. He has them ready every single yeah. time for on these quick turnarounds, especially. But they've not blown people out so far. That winning. first game was at Georgia State. Stayed with them for 30 minutes. Yeah. Memphis was right there. Uh, Got to play better. Yeah, survive in advance. Arkansas has to shoot the lights out, though, and that's not really they what, do. that's not really their game. They go cold, and it just but they'll get physical. What Arkansas doesn't have is they don't. I don't think they have the bigs to hang with Timmy and Holmgren. Although sometimes Holmgren doesn't play big. Mm-hmm. Houston got a shot tonight. Yeah, against the Wildcats. Sure. By the way, last you got to think the run ends for Michigan today. I don't know. I think they can get Nova. They're good. I mean, I like Nova in that game, but I'm not ready to bet against Michigan. They're, you talk about a tough tournament team. I was the loser that watched Thunder and Magic last night, cheering for the Magic, watching two teams desperately try to lose a game in the second half. It was actually kind of funny. Because neither one wanted to win? No. They, the Thunder with a loss yesterday would have locked up the second-worst record but they couldn't lose. They tried to lose. They couldn't but the magic, lose? The Magic tried harder to lose. If you could play basketball, the Magic took you off the floor yesterday. Really? Yeah. It was, pretty, it was actually kind of funny after a while. Carson and I were entertained. Nothing on the NFL yesterday. I don't guess there was there. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's right. Pretty Miami. big NFL Miami. day. I saw Ryan... Being excited. He was excited. He was pumped up. <laughs> yeah, Tyreek Hill. They kind of showed for, like they cared. Yeah, now or never for uh, Tua. You got weapons now. If it doesn't work, it's on you. 
Is there a more bad headline for the Lakers, by the way? I'm just reading through ESPN real quick before we close. The headline, Lakers face must win with Pels closing in. Oof. I mean, is there a more depressing headline if you're the L.A. Lakers that could be happening right there? You know what's interesting about the Lakers is that this is – LeBron is playing some of the best basketball of his career right now, and there's just the trash that has been assembled around him. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis is hurt. Westbrook is just – just I'm not sure what Westbrook is. A shell of his former self. Who won the Grizzlies-Nets game last night? I mean, I can tell you. Maybe or maybe not faster than somebody else can tell you in the stream. Uh, Grizzlies, 132-120. Without Morant? They, yes. Wow. That shows you how pathetic we are. We, we were Instead of watching that game, we were watching the Thunder and the Magic. He just took a night off? Uh, he's got a little injury issue that's small, but they're being careful. Don't want to screw that one up right now. No, 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 no. Yeah, they got um, they got twenty one out of Brooks, twenty three out of Bain, sixteen out of Jones. I love Desmond Bain, by the way. Thirteen out of Jackson, fourteen out of Clark, twenty three out of Melton off the bench last night. They've done a remarkably they have done a remarkably good job of roster building in Memphis. Melton goes eight of thirteen from the field, six of ten from three off the bench last night. Did Jackson play? Yeah, uh, 33 minutes, 4 for 13, 2 for 5, uh, plus 14, plus minus 13, 13 points, uh, 5 boards. Oh, wow. They're really good. They're, they're a contender. They're a legitimate contender. They are now 50 and 23 on yeah. the season. Well, I guess everybody kind of expected them to fall off, and it just hasn't happened. I don't know why people expected that to happen. They, they they've built a really deep, talented, balanced roster that they makes a lot of sense. They have a two game lead as the two seed in the West. Yeah, behind Phoenix is the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix is fifty nine and fourteen. Yeah, they they're tremendous. And then Memphis is fifty and twenty three. Golden State forty eight and twenty five in the three. You mentioned we mentioned the Lakers. The reason that is the case is they have a half game lead on the Pelicans for the ninth spot in the, in the play in. And the Spurs are just out of the play-in thing at uh, twenty-nine and forty-four. Yeah, the Thunder are twenty-one and fifty-two, and they need to stay twenty-one and they need to go twenty-one and sixty-one. They don't need to win another game. Stop. They need to put an edict out. If we're you, done. If you can play basketball, your ankles hurt. Period. If you're playing, we have no long-term expectations for you as a as a player in our franchise right now. Yeah, this is enjoy your minutes. Yeah, now is the time to bring up everybody from the blue or whatever it's called and just go. Their want, G League team. Yeah, you want to play in the NBA? Here's a uniform. Have at it. Oh, the lines tonight. So Gonzaga's a eight and a half point favorite. Okay. Yeah. Mm, about right. Yeah. Okay. Villanova minus five. Okay. I like that one better than I like the other one. I do uh, too. Texas, my, Texas Tech minus one. I actually love that. I want Tech. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Arizona minus two. Yeah. That'd be fun. Last thing here, speaking, uh, this came out yesterday, speaking of NBA, is uh, New York is rolling back their mandate, which would allow 
Kyrie Irving to play moving forward in uh, in Brooklyn. But it's an exception for athletes. That is correct. Not, yes, not just doing the right thing and eliminating the mandate. Yeah, the uh, it says Eric Adams will lift the mandate on athletes Thursday, paving the way for uh, Irving to play at the Barclays Center on Sunday, and for unvaccinated Yankees and Mets to play in their April home openers. Of course, is familiar with the situation told ESPN on Wednesday. That coming from Jeff Passan and Adrian Wojnarowski. Okay. Uh, again, we'll have a uh, recorded version of Hand Raise Guys for you later today or in the morning, whichever one makes uh, what all makes that up here coming uh, later today. So check your YouTube pages. That'll be in podcast form tomorrow as uh, as well. And then Ole Miss and Tennessee coming from Swayze Field three times this weekend, 6.30 on Friday, 7 on Saturday, and 1.30 on Sunday afternoon. So I hope all of you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. We won't, but have a good weekend.